and welcome to Women in the Business Arena, formerly known as the Liberation Lab. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by my dear friend and co-host, Laura Guzman, an amazing psychotherapist who works with women entrepreneurs. Together, we dive into juicy topics relevant to women in business. We've learned through decades of being entrepreneurs how to conquer the business arena and achieve not just success, but fulfillment and liberation. We also believe that this is a continual journey of ups and downs, so we get honest, vulnerable, and real about what it takes to succeed. Think of this as joining our inner circle of women discussing the issues that matter and the strategies that will help you enjoy the ride. If you want to continue the discussion, join our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. We would love to hear from you. Okay, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Laura Schutt-Guzman. Hey, Laura. Hey, hey, my friend. How are you? I'm really well. And I'm I'm excited actually to dive into our topic today because we we wanted to talk about how to sort of have a more holistic framework around your life and business. Um, what I've seen in in the many years of working with women is that we are still trying to compartmentalize and separate business from life and family. And we sort of have these nice little sort of areas we try to put everything in. And uh, what I'm finding is that in practice, it's really impossible for women to compartmentalize successfully for too long. Are we? It st- stops being sustainable. Um, and so I thought we would look at how could we have a more holistic framework. How could we realize that you know uh, all of the aspects of our lives are really one, and we need to design everything from that viewpoint. Yes, hallelujah. <laughs> um, I mean, I think that. This is such an important conversation because you and I, since we met, I would say that was one of the big things that we resonated with each other is that we saw that like we were managing so many things in our lives at that time and prioritizing our careers and our passion, our business and seeking a more holistic way to do things. Like I love, um, I have to share this with the listeners. When I met you, Sonia, and we were going through writing copy um, for our co-working space and you were very clear and adamant about the word holistic. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yep. And you're like, and you, maybe you still do that. And you're like, okay, I know there's the whole holistic with an H that we use <laughs> holistic medicine. And that's great. But I want to make a statement with this word. We're going to use W-H-O-L-E and then drop the E and I-S-T-I-C, holistic, because we're going to be whole. We're going to be whole humans in this experience. And so mm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I still do that as well. Okay. And I think like, I mean, if you just look at the difference, like there's, you know, obviously whole with a W-H and whole with an, with just an H. And they're like, you know, hugely different when you're talking about sort of the integration and framework of things. And, you know, I, I think what I've always seen is that it's impossible for me to dissect. I still try, like I still, still think unconsciously, you know, with this masculine bias in the world and especially around business, I still find myself trying to compartmentalize. But the problem is, is that it's not um, sustainable for women. You know, we we really can't sort of dissect our home life from our work life. They need to flow together. And if we're not designing them in a holistic framework, then it, it's like they don't work. There's a lot more friction. There's a lot more um, misalignment because we need to be looking at the whole picture of our lives, you know, before we design it. Yeah. 
and the design. So I think that that's sort of the problem with so much of the business overlays that we've adopted from business schools or that business plan class that we took from the Small Business Administration, not knocking those programs, they're great, but there a lot of them are still set in this kind of the, um, the traditional business planning where things were looked at and are continually looked at in these separate spaces. Um, and even like the way finances are laid out, you know, we're looking at service, um, product, inventory, overhead is staff, operations, rent. Like what about all of the community building, the relationship building, like the different aspects? What's the cost of actually um, taking such good care of yourself and following your intuition, like where does that go on the business plan? So I'm just kind of thinking design-wise, I know myself, I was a self-made entrepreneur, didn't have any business school classes. And so I just tried to look to what I found online and what other people were doing and then overlay that into a really innovative feminist business model. And I've struggled because I felt like there are areas that I haven't been successful in and then I reflect on that and realize that I'm measuring myself against that male normative uh, lens or I'm using that lens and I'm using that measuring stick. And it's not really accurate to, uh, to measure a holistic, more feminine-centered business model. Exactly. And this is what I find constantly in working with my clients is that you know, they'll, they'll come in and, you know, say we're running a challenge, you know, about, um, you know, trying to get more calls or trying to get more clients. And we're, you know, I try to make it really fun and, and sort of this fun challenge, but you, you see a lot of people will beat themselves up for not having accomplished, you know, sort of this, this idea of what the results are. So, you know, if they're trying to go for more calls or more clients, it's like, if they don't get that, you know, because their, their children got sick or because something happened in their life or because they're integrating, then they really beat themselves up and they look at themselves as failures and there's, you know, sort of all this doubt and self-abuse that goes into, to what happens. And I see this constantly, but we don't realize that that's because we're still trying to compare things to this idea that one goal is in isolation, you know, that, that just this one thing that we're trying to accomplish is in isolation of everything else in our lives that's going on. And I think this is really unhealthy. And this is one of the reasons why I'm so adamant about shifting the business arena and bringing in more of the feminine and, you know, really changing the way we're operating our businesses is because it's not sustainable to keep trying to um, separate things and streamline one thing at the cost of the others. And really, we need to be taking everything into viewpoint, you know, to look at how can we um, create goals that take everything into account or that allow us to be able to hold the space for everything? And I think this is what we have to start to shift. It's, it's really a mindset shift. It's a different framework. It's a different way to look at ourselves and our businesses because if we keep comparing our businesses to, you know, people who literally have compartmentalized or men who don't have kids um, or women who don't have kids or, you know, people who don't have anything else going on besides just their, you know, nine to five or, you know, nine to six work lives or, you know, a lot of men work 60 hours a week. Um, some women do as well. You know, if we keep comparing ourselves to the that framework, it's like we're really looking at it in a to in the totally wrong way. Yes. I actually just wrote down that one thing that you said about we've got to stop looking at our goals as if they exist in isolation. Mm. I That really landed with me because I have struggled with 
doing that and and doing that because that's what I've seen modeled modeled right for me out in the world. So I see all these people going after really clear goals and I think, okay, I'm doing the same thing. I put myself in that same lane, but then I have to pull over and mm. breastfeed the baby and then get back <laughs> on. And I got to pull over and go check on, you know, some other caretaking that might even be outside of my children, because that's another thing I want to speak to for women who don't have kids that are listening. How many of you are caregivers to elderly parents? How many are you taking care of someone in your family? You know, it's, it's, it's so constant that we are um, pulling in and out of that lane. And in order to be able to see that goal and understand to have what you said, like more positive, healthy self-talk, I think it's important to realize that, oh yeah, we're not in isolation here. There's life going on all around us. So I'm going to change that expectation. And, and we also, um, that goes back to topics we've had around asking for help to reach those goals. Women have this, have two things that kind of have a, a, a difficult <laughs> intertwining is where they think that their goal exists in isolation. And they think they're supposed to be the only one that reaches that goal. Like there's somehow a badge in that sacrificial <laughs> pursuit <laughs> of an unrealistic goal. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, I, I mean, I think we could have like a whole topic sort of on goals because one of the ways that I look at goals is having more sort of broad um, goals without timelines. And this is very different than the masculine viewpoint, right? Which is about having something that's measurable, having something that's, you know, specific time <coughs> and being able to really, um, you know, look at things from this, you know, my goal is that in three months, I'm going to have this, it's going to look like this, it's going to be measurable. But what I find is that for women, because we're navigating so many things, because we're balancing our families and ourselves, and because our internal world and integration actually matters for our success, you know, all of that means that we can't have the same frameworks. We can't have the same measurable qualities. So, you know, I know for myself, like I've had goals I know what I want to create in the world. And that's like a very long time goal. And I don't really care how long it takes. And for me, it's not about, you know, measuring it or having this specific framework. It's actually just about creating the goal and putting everything I can towards that goal. And so, you know, that includes sometimes putting my family first. And this is what, what I think a lot of women are sort of just coming to realize in my program is that sometimes I tell them that putting their family first is the next step to their business goal. It's like a totally different shift in framework because yeah. we don't realize that trying to separate it, trying to distract ourselves from things that are the most important in order to create another goal, you know, say a business goal is actually not, it's, it doesn't work. It's not streamlined. It doesn't help. Whereas if you recognize that by sort of taking care of what you need to take care of in yourself or in your family or with whatever else you need to sort of handle, when you handle that, you're going to have so much more free attention, so much more, you know, effort and an impact in your in creating your business goals. And I think this is what we have to look like and you know look at and shift is that you know sometimes what we think is a distraction from our goals is actually the next step to them. Mhm. Mm -hmm, absolutely. I love that reminder. Like that is sometimes the thing you need to do. It's like what we've talked about before where you're on that hamster wheel or you're wearing that badge of busyness <laughs> and you're doing all of the work and really the best next thing is to stop 
the next best thing is to pause or to take care of you or to take care of someone else that you love. Like that can be the next best thing on that path towards your goals and to what your business is really about. And you know, and I've heard people walk away from really successful businesses. So inspired when I hear these stories um, from men and women that said, I built this company and then it wasn't what I wanted in my life. Mm -hmm. I wasn't seeing my family. I wasn't taking care of myself. And you know, that's, I, I think that what I'd love to see is a future in which it doesn't have to be either or, you know, it doesn't have to be that you're on the grind um, all the way to some six figures or whatever your goal is um, that you can actually be on the path of the holistic integrated path. And that is successful because this is a flip, the paradigm. I love shifting paradigms um, I'm a, as a systemic therapist, I always kind of think of like the ripples. And I realize that part of this comes with, us trying individually to think differently about this so that we can impact the business world. Like we need a business world that rewards you, that sees that you're doing that work, that you're doing the inner work, that you're actually, they tr the investor trusts you more, gives you an additional, mm -hmm. you know, hundred grand because they see that you have a self-care practice in place. They see that you're understanding that you have to integrate your world, that you're not going to create an unsustainable business and that in which you're going to have a chronic illness or burnout, like by the time you're 50. Oh, that's so good. I love that. I mean, that is exactly what I am. I feel like my mission is to change is that, you know, and it starts with us because we have to change our viewpoints first on ourselves. And then we have to, we can really affect the business world, but you're exactly right. Like, why don't we reward people who are more stabilized because they have self-care because they take time out because they they're balanced with their family life. You know, instead we reward the people who are unsustainable, the people who are compartmentalized, the people who, you know, disregard the other aspects of their lives, you know, that's what we tend to reward. And that is what we really have to shift and change as a viewpoint. It really is not sustainable as a world. And we can see that by sort of the, the state of the world at the moment. You know, this is one of the reasons why we need so much more of the feminine in the world. But I think, yeah, it's just, if you look at it in terms of ourselves, like we are running our businesses and we are whole, right? Like we're not dissected into parts. I don't have a family part, you know, and then a business part. You know, some women do, and some men as well, obviously, but some women do dissect themselves and try to play different roles and different hats. And they are, they're a different person in one area and a different person in another. And we've kind of, you know, talked about that in some of our integration episodes. But I think that really, like, if you look at it, we're whole so that we should be looking at everything in our business from a holistic viewpoint. You know, how does it affect our family? How does it affect ourselves? You know, it's one of the reasons why my mission is to really help women streamline their businesses. Because the truth is, is that most of us are doing way too much in our business that's not producing enough return on effort. And then that costs us in so many other areas of our lives, our own health, our family's life, our self-care, our sanity, <laughs> really. Yes, 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 because it takes its toll mentally, emotionally, and physically to hold ourselves apart, right? That's something I talk about with my clients that come in with chronic, you know, chronic fatigue and they just have overwhelming, um, like kind of shot their adrenals is that the energy it's taken them to remain separate, to silo themselves into these different parts, that is their sacred energy. And it's going towards holding themselves apart from themselves. 
their parts, once they integrate, that is energy available now to the rest of you, the rest of your body, to your mental energy or your physical energy or your spiritual, emotional, right? So wherever you want to put that energy, it's going to be available to us. And I think that that is where not only is the masculine model toxic for men and women from like all these other ways that we've talked about, but it's toxic in that it really is keeping us as humans engaged in an energy output that Mm. is not helping anyone, anyone at all. Yeah. Yeah. And we could definitely talk about that from an energy level. And I also think we can sometimes talk about this from an attention level. Like, you know, we only have so much attention. Like, you know, we have sort of these finite attention particles or, you know, in the way you kind of look at um, your attention. And I think this is a really different way to sort of look at it. But I find it's very effective when we're, we're sort of talking about this kind of framework, because you only have so much attention. And if your attention is dissected into all of these parts, very little attention is going towards your ultimate goals, right? Because you're attention's over here, your attention's over there, your attention's on trying to, you know, get your family and get this handled and get this handled. When, if you look at everything as the next step to your ultimate goals, right? So even, you know, taking care of your family as an example, you know, you put your attention on that and you see that as a stepping stone to the next, your next goal. I think this is a really cool way to shift and frame it because then everything we're doing is pushing us to those goals. It doesn't have to be distracting us from those goals. Now, of course, there is actual distractions in our lives, ways that we're wasting time, ways that we're focused on things that are not leading to our goals. But holding our family and doing our care for others and doing those things that really matter to us, those are never a distraction from our goals. Those are always an addition and a step towards our ultimate goals. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me think about your focus, Sonia, on staying like with attention is like staying in your lane and and understanding the difference of like staying in your lane, but knowing that your goal is not existing in isolation. Like there's still, right. It's like, these are all very interesting nuances because we aren't saying that you, you're going to always just have, um, like if you do this focus on different things that you're not going to have everything else happening, but we tend to try this multitask, which research shows that we can't do. Our brain literally can't, but we're exhausting ourselves, like spread too thin, trying to pretend like this goal exists in isolation. What would happen if we change that story? That narrative became, okay, I can be present in my lane with this goal. And it has multiple things that I have to juggle in order to get there. But I'm also going to be so clear about my intention in this goal that when I swerve out of this lane and I'm doing any kind of sacrificial helping or I'm doing um, somebody else's work for them or I'm serving, I'm providing unpaid emotional labor for my male boss (laughs) or client, like that these are things that we would begin to identify and then come back into that lane I don't know. I'm starting to use, I love all your different metaphors. I'm trying to put it all together here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's a good, it's a good way to look at it. Like, you know, again, we have to stop separating our goals. So like, you know, my goal is to change the world, you know, and help women um, care for themselves and feel more empowered and change the business arena. And my family is all part of that goal. Like it's not an isolation of that goal. And so, you know, everything, 
all the ways that my family is moving with me, all the ways that they're aligned with me, it's all part of the same thing. And some of it is just about us just shifting our viewpoint. It's not necessarily doing anything. It's not necessarily changing our goals, but what it is, is looking at it as a more holistic viewpoint so that all of these aspects of our lives are part of our business goals. And I think when we look at it that way, we're going to be more motivated to create. We're going to, you know, I mean, even if you look at in terms of sort of energy, so much energy goes towards, especially for women, towards beating ourselves up, right? For failing, for not doing enough, for not getting to the goal that we said we would get to next month, you know, and instead we've, you know, not even close reached our goals because our kids were sick and this happened and this happened and this happened. And, you know, I think we have to really stop beating ourselves up and stop comparing ourselves and instead really look and honor the steps we have taken to reach our goals, which sometimes is about our own integration. Sometimes it's about our family integration. Sometimes it's about, you know, taking care of the things that we need to take care of in order to have more attention for our business. You know, all of those things count and we need to start valuing them and we need to start, start looking at them. And I think this is a really important topic. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, before we jumped on the call, we talked about like women's definition of success has been really impacted by this way that we view, um, ourselves and that are our goals in these separate ways, or we're trying to juggle business in this paradigm that doesn't suit us really. It doesn't suit anyone very well. Um, but like, I was just thinking success wise, the inner critic, you know, so many times I'm thinking, ah, you know, I'm not, um, I, you know, getting this done or people are disappointed. Mine goes to, Oh, people are disappointed in me because I haven't been able to get this done. And usually I haven't been able to get it done because I refuse to work over the weekend and I refuse to work after I get home with my kids. And, and then sometimes I'm actually only working 20 hours a week and I have probably 60 hours of responsibility, you know, some weeks I'm just like, Oh, well, (laughs) we'll see. But it's like, my inner critic is the problem there because if I'm just clear with people, um, I've noticed I give myself the short deadlines when they're not, they're like, well, when are you going to be available? Or when would, when would be the best time that you get back to me on this? And I will give them like, Oh yeah, next week, Tuesday, end of the day, you know, when I have like no childcare maybe for the rest of the week. (laughs) And so this other thing like that, we have this inner, talk about what success is. And so I know I'm guilty of still operating, um, in these ways. And I'm in this conversation kind of challenging myself to think, well, if I want this more holistic way of being, I've done a lot to try to incorporate that in the business model, but how can I do that more on a day to day? Um, how do I step? And maybe that's something the listeners are wondering, like, so how do we take things in our lives that we're doing now and kind of flip the script on it and think about, are we holding these things in silos and are we compartmentalizing or are there ways that we can bring these more into wholeness and integration? You know, it's a practice and I think it starts with the mental framework first. You know, I think there's physically things that we can do, you know, to be more focused, to be more streamlined, to, to help us take sort of it all into account. But I think it really starts, you know, with our own mindset first, because what tends to happen is a lot of us get annoyed when things aren't working well. So for instance, if our um, child gets sick, 
we sort of get like stressed out and frustrated and annoyed. And how do we juggle work when our child's sick? And how are we going to do this? Like that's sort of the framework. We look at it as friction right. instead of looking at it as, okay, you know, this has happened. So these are the things I need to navigate. Okay, cool. So here's what I need to shift around. I obviously need to be very focused with a little bit of time that I have today. So, you know, what is the absolute priority? You know, instead of, it's really about starting sort of with the way that we're viewing it. Mm-hmm. Yes. The shift of the mindset, which this reminds me of sort of more like mindfulness practice that people try to meet life where it is and kind of surrender um, and try to not hit or not listen to that resistance, you know, Um, just of like, okay, so this is here. This is what's showing up right now. And what do I need to do to meet it? Like it's, it's here. Because the friction is in the pushback. It's in the resistance. It's in the judgment Um, you know, and often I have found that when I'm really clear with people, you know, say I have to take an unexpected sick day that when I'm, you know, able to just tell people, this is what's going on. This is why I'm not available. You know, they're like, okay, I understand. Um, I, you know, hope your child feels better and, and Mm. just let me know when we can reschedule. So often when I do, I'd say the majority of people have that response There are a few people and I can tell that they have, it's not, I try not to take it personally because I know that in their life, they're holding to a very rigid schedule in their own expectations of themselves. Right. And so I'm stepping out of that script and it can irritate them. So there are times that you see that, but you know, for the most part, if I can just stay clear and communicate. Like, I wish we had auto responders on texts that were, we have not disturb on driving. I think one here, like you can do your, I'm driving right now. Maybe I need to turn that one every time I'm with my kids because yeah. I feel like people want to know, like, why haven't you not just sent me a simple response? I'm like, well, the reality is, is I've stopped and started this text like 20 times in the last five minutes. <laughs> And I can't finish it because my get is continue, you know, so it's just like setting those expectations um, with ourselves and with other people can help as well. Yeah. And I think, you know, we don't realize how powerful, I mean, it's funny because again, this is so much of sort of that masculine indoctrination, but you know, I I find it so interesting because so many people are like, yeah, but like, you know, I'll talk about mindset or I'll talk about how important the framework is or the shift in our mind is. And they're like, yeah, but tell me what to do. Yeah. But tell me what to do. (laughs) You know, like give me the physical strategies, like tell me exactly what I need to do. And we don't sometimes really realize how powerful a mind shift is. Like it really, like, especially for women, I find that when I shift my mind, the universe responds to it, you know, so whether or not you believe in all of that, it is really of no consequence, to be honest. Like, but what I find is that it shifts. Everything around me shifts. My focus shifts. My attention shifts. Like my ability to handle things shift. And so we don't realize how powerful that mindset shift is and how much that goes towards our actions. Whereas when we just focus on sort of on actions and, you know, we, we don't get as much results because our mind is still stuck back in that old paradigm or that old place. And so our, it's almost like our our actions are like moving through mud. You know, it's like this, it's so difficult. We're in quicksand and it's like, everything is like, oh, treasury. This is what happens in the physical world when you're taking actions without the mindset shift. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I find that with some of my clients that are resistant to that or thinking it seems too out there and I can't reach what that means to shift my mind, sometimes comparing it to the idea that are like a computer program, right? So we've been programmed. We've been programmed to think a certain way. We've been programmed to see the world in a certain way. And mindfulness is like all of a sudden putting a pause and coming up and asking, do I agree with that program? Do I agree with those thoughts? Mm. And if a computer is running on a program, it's going to continue to do the same things. And you have to actually reprogram or get a new program in order to make, have a different outcome. So it's like our brains can work like that. And the beauty about our brains are that they naturally rewire. So whatever we put attention, um, see, what is that? There's an expression of what we, um, where we, yeah, what we rewire, where our brain, I'm sorry, I can't think of it. It's like this cute little thing they put in our heads for somatic experiencing. Like you have to retrain the brain and anything that you rewire. Yeah. What stays together, um, wires together or something like that. I'm not getting it. Um, but (laughs) I'm like, there's something along the lines of if you constantly put your attention there, then you're going to change the neuroplasticity of the brain. And that's not just woo woo. That's not just like, Oh, some abstract idea of whatever they're talking about meditation. This is the idea that you stop the programming. It's no longer working. And it's not getting you the results that you want. And it's been put in place by an archaic, you know, place. It's coming from an archaic way of thinking. And we have new ways of being in the world and more holistic ways of thinking. So I like to kind of put that spin on it, you know, like it's not um, so out there. It's actually right here in our, in the way that our brain and our attention is, is working to benefit this change for ourselves. Yeah. And so, you know, I think there, there's several things. I mean, I think the most important part of sort of this topic and what we're bringing today is to become more aware of where you're still dissecting the parts of your life, where you're beating yourself up for not accomplishing your business goals, when in truth, like it is, you've had to have attention on your family goals or your attention on, you know, your self goals or your self-integration or things that have been happening in your life. And I think that, you know, that's where the first thing is to recognize that it is all whole. It is all your life. Your business is one aspect of your life. All of it matters. All of it's important. And then I think we've got to start to design everything from that viewpoint. So for instance, something really practical is that, you know, most of us, if especially let's say you're navigating family, because a lot of people are, um, you know, when you're navigating family, it's inevitable that that is going to crash into your business. Like it, it's inevitable. Like you're going to have kids that are sick. You're going to have, you know, uh, days off that you have to navigate, you know, sort of work and kids. You're going to have to where um, something happens unexpectedly and all of a sudden, you know, you need to do things that you didn't think you had to do. So we have to kind of plan that and design that in our business, you know, it's one of the reasons why, you know, prioritizing, streamlining, focus, all of those things are so key in our business so that we're really um, open and able to move things around. So that's just sort of one little way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think that, you know, the fact that we're having this conversation right now is because it needs to be had and there's not a lot of 
models out there. Like I've tried to look for, you know, how do I see women applying this lens and this more holistic approach to their business? And I think that we need to start talking about how we're doing it. We need to become visible. We need to like the next time that you're asked to speak on a panel, like be vulnerable and be transparent that that's something you're seeking. Because I think that we're almost afraid to, um, like I think for myself, sometimes I'm afraid to speak some to something that's still in process. Like it's not perfect yet. It's not like I have this mm. whole feminist business model figured out for myself, or I have the whole integrated whole model um, for my business worked out. But remember that that is where we're going to learn with each other. It's going to be where we grow to hear more stories about mm. how we're being mindful and conscious to bring our whole selves forward and that we're being intentional not to keep compartmentalizing and, and following all of these things. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, there, there's no one right business model, right? And this is why it's really good to have a mentor. It's really good to have someone who has a lot of experience who can kind of look at your business and help you simplify it and help you streamline it and help you create a more holistic view of it. Because there isn't just one right way. But what I can say is in general, it's about simplifying. Like one of the things I see constantly is that women are spending too much time on things that don't provide any impact in their business. And so then they're spending like, you know, good, good example, social media, like so many women are spending so much time on social media. It's providing no impact for their business, no results, no clients. There's a massive amount of time they're losing with their family in order to try to keep up with what everyone says you should be doing. And because of that, it's, it's really impacting their life. It's creating, you know, that need to compartmentalize because they don't have any time for anything else anymore. And so I think, you know, really what we're, what we're talking about moving towards on a very practical level is more simplicity so that we can be holistic in our viewpoints so that we can really take into account everything we've got going on. And so, you know, that's looking at what are you doing in your business? Is your business complicated? Is it chaotic? You know, or is it very streamlined? And the the truth is, I mean, I've seen behind the scenes of, you you know, thousands of businesses over the years. And rarely do I see businesses besides my own clients that have a streamlined approach because there isn't um, a lot of paradigms out there. or There's not a lot of examples out there of what that even means. Like most people are trying to do too much. Most people are trying to keep up with the Joneses in business. You know, they're comparing themselves. They're not really looking at how, how do they simplify their business? Yeah. And I think that it's very seductive, the social media world of feeling that that is success, right? That somehow being all things to all people and trying to be out there, um, we're starting to, because of the kind of pervasiveness of social media is that we begin to define those things as successful, but Mm. being able to get back to what really do you need to do in your business to be successful. Some businesses don't need a lot of new leads. They just need great retention. Um, Some businesses don't need social media accounts. Their ideal client only hangs out on Instagram or only hangs out on Facebook. I mean, you know, there's so many things too that we, this is kind of that over-functioning we've talked about in a previous episode where we kind of think we need to do all these things. And in reality, to be whole and to be in our lane, that can be really freeing because we know like, oh, my business just needs 
X, Y, and Z. Like these are the things I need to do every week. It doesn't have to be all the things. It just has to be these are my three priorities. And if I have an opportunity to do this or that because it's fun or because I want to learn something, then great. But what are really the main things? I think that's something that I've been trying to get back to because I do tend to like to have different projects. And so they have to have to get really clear about what's the purpose and can I overlap so that it's a whole picture. It doesn't feel like I'm actually holding this one over here and this one over here, but it's like, what's the whole pie and what are the three things that I could do that impacts the whole pie? Yes. Yeah. And I think the piece is, is that we have to recognize how each thing we're doing is leading us to the goal. Right. Like, you know, one of the things is it is dissected because we get distracted or we lose sight of the goal even, you know, so, so one of the things I know I do for myself is because I'm so clear about my mission and purpose in the world, everything I ask myself, everything I choose, every opportunity that comes my way, you know, everything, is this going to lead me closer to the goal? Or is this going to distract me from the goal, right? Like, you know, this is the holistic viewpoint, you know, that we have to sort of have is everything leading us to that life that we really want. I mean, most everyone that I talk to has a vision or a dream of what they want to create, yet they're constantly making choices and and choosing opportunities that take them away from that goal. And so I think, you know, we've, this is part of that holistic viewpoint we have to have when you, when you envision, and we talked about this a little bit in sort of in, embodying a bigger vision podcast episode, but you know, when you've got this big vision, like you have a feel for what you want to create, right? Which includes your family, which includes your self-integration, which includes how you want to feel, includes your business, whatever like, that ultimate vision of what you want to create is what we have to look at. And every part of our lives is moving us towards that place. And we need to be more honest and more real with what's actually like moving in that direction and what's actually distracting us. And I think that, you know, we, we complicate things in our lives and our businesses because we're, um, operating in patterns, you know, and just like when we talked about the people pleasing, you know, in, in one of our podcast episodes, you know, sometimes we're being pulled by things to people, please, or we're operating out of sort of patterns and we don't recognize that we're, we're distracting ourselves from where we really want to go. And I think this is, this is a very important perspective because what I see is that most people are complicating their businesses instead of simplifying them, you know, because they don't really, they're not really, really focused on where they want to go. Yeah. So there's, and then what we kind of started this conversation off with, and there's the context of that not being what's modeled either. Like that you're kind of, you know, when women are falling short, they go into this kind of self-blame and, um, you know, I, I love Esther Perel, and I think I've talked about her on this podcast before. She's a psychologist that I heard her interviewed, and she says, you know, the saddest thing is, like, I'm just tired of hearing women apologize for what's like has, what is systemically broken. Like, can we please just not? No, we're not going to take personal responsibility. We're just going to become aware that that system is broken, and we're going to create new ones. And I think that that is something that's that I have fallen into as well of just like, Oh goodness, you know, what's wrong with me? Why can't Mm -hmm. I be um, more successful? Why is this not working? And it's simply because I didn't set out to create a business model that looked like the business plan that my father would have written. (laughs) It's just like, 
is not, that's not how I set out. And so why do I pull myself back into those guidelines or those parameters? Yes. And one thing I think that we have to sort of take into view is, you know, this is part of that holistic viewpoint, you know, and reframing is that each of us has a really unique set of circumstances, right? Like this is what I try to really talk to all my clients about over and over again. You can't compare yourself. Even within my program, everybody's in a different lifestyle. They're in a different state. They have different things that they're navigating. They have different things that they're juggling. And there's not a single person in the world that is exactly sitting in the same circumstances as you with the same set of skills or the same set of challenges. You know, so we we really have to look at it from a holistic viewpoint point, like, what am I really juggling and holding, you know, so that we create more space for the things that we need. Like, you know, some people are holding a lot of grief, you know, they've lost a parent, they've lost a loved one, you know, and, and so they're, they're having to create space for the grief. Well, that means they don't have as much space to put towards their business goals. Some people are navigating children, some special needs children, like some are working full-time jobs and aren't trying to run a business on the side. Like, I think we have to look at, you know, from a holistic viewpoint, what are we actually navigating and be kind to ourselves and be realistic in our goals based on that. Yeah, absolutely. Such a good reminder. And it's, it's, it's challenging because we get caught up in that comparison of what we see and just remembering that I think that's a gift. Um, Oh, I know it's a gift. You know, you and you and I have the honor um, to look under Um, the hood or to look behind the curtain, however you want to say that, we get to see into the real world of entrepreneurs, um, their psychological journeys and the business journeys. And so I think I'm so honored to have that glimpse. And it also helps remind me that I'm not alone as well. Like I get to see the multiple stories and some of my clients, they don't know that they're not alone. That's, you know, they think they're the only one because from what they can see and hear, everyone else is just doing fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Which we, which we constantly hope to bust through that myth in this, in this, uh, you know, podcast, like, you know, we're really trying to remind everyone that what you're seeing is not real. (laughs) So, you know, we see what's real behind those, behind that hood or behind that curtain. Yeah. And like you said, a lot of it is um, just comparing ourselves to things and then having the self-criticism. So Mm. anything um, just taking away from this conversation is a reminder for myself and hopefully for the listeners that that comparison is going to steal that success, the view of yourself, um, because it's not accurate. It's like finding your whole self and how that works with your or business is success. Like that's the goal. And with that, often, you know, people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But where's the money? Like some people are still like, yeah, it sounds great. But, but as we know, like the more aligned that you become, the more that that energy is going to come in. And so much of what might be feeling stuck is not just something you got to tweak in your copy or your, you know, your website. (laughs) It's something within yourself. Like, no, I'm actually really good at what I do. Damn it. I'm like, awesome. And I'm going to claim my worth and I'm going to, you know, stop criticizing and comparing myself so that I can really be, you know, stepping up and being true to my gifts. So I think that that's something I, I hope that 
people are thinking about right now. It's like, how do I get to claim me? How do I do business how I want to do business? Yep. And I think what people don't realize is the money comes when there's more alignment within ourselves, when our mindset is in the right place. And when we have the right business structures that are simple, like, you know, that those are sort of the three aspects or pillars I teach a lot on is that, you know, it requires all three for women, you know, and this is one of the challenges is that so many women are still operating just from the viewpoint of marketing or structures or, you know, and they're trying to make money that way. And you might really quickly make some money. But it'll never be sustainable. You'll never survive the long game, you know, with just focusing on one viewpoint because you've got to focus on sort of more alignment within yourself, more mindset, more of a holistic viewpoint of your whole life. That is the path towards sustainability. And we're not talking enough about that because what you see in the world is still the masculine frameworks. Yeah. Yeah. And I just had one um, thought. I think we have a little bit um, of time. I'll say it quickly that this could be a whole nother podcast, but what's really interesting is that women have a life cycle. We have life cycles um, in our whole life, but we have them in business. And I'm just thinking about this now as we're talking, we're cycling through, we have different times where we can be more um, creative and have more energy forward. And there's other times we're caretaking and doing that labor of love for others. So there's these cycles. And I don't think that we've seen women in the business arena long enough to understand and normalize what those cycles look like. And we're comparing ourselves to the masculine cycle, which we know is more linear, which we know is not circular. So what's going around will come back around. And that is the gift of the feminine. And I really think we just are so new in this, um, that we haven't fully seen the power of that cycle and how normal it is for all of us to be going through it. Yes. That, and that means cycles in energy. That yes. means cycles in mental space. That means cycles emotionally. Like that means cycles in the family, you know, even yeah. like si- sort of sickness cycles, right? Like, you oh. know, the, the family gets sick and then we get better and then it gets, you know, I mean, there's, there's so many sort of these cycles that are really important and they do impact your business. And when we allow them to be, and we don't, we don't slow down our momentum by beating ourselves up, then, you know, we can navigate that a lot more effectively. I think that really is actually a good, um, podcast episode in and of itself. So yeah. maybe we'll do that soon. And the next time someone's like, how's your business? And we'll say, I'm in my down cycle. I'm, uh, yeah. taking some time <laughs> because people ask you that you'd be like, Oh, it's good. Like that. <laughs> I love that actually. I'm in my down cycle at the moment. Thank you. Yeah. We'll be back in my up cycle. And I think that's the, you know, that's part of the thing is that, you know, then we have to sort of um, really take hold of that up cycle and then really have the patience and love and care in the down cycle. And, you know, I mean, I think this is part of the the whole thing. So yeah, it's really, it's really beautiful. I mean, we're really trying to bust through um, some of the myths out there and really talk about the things that no one's talking about. And, and, you know, just to wrap up sort of today's conversation, I mean, you know, we're talking about treating ourselves like a whole being, you know, wholehearted, holistic, you know, getting away from this paradigm that everything's compartmentalized and separate. Your business is not separate from you or your integration or your family or you can keep trying to make it that way, but you're just going to exhaust yourself. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us and we will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. You can dive into more of the conversation in our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. 
You can also access all of our episodes and some great resources at womeninthebusinessarena.com. Our mission is to arm more women with the tools, strategies, and know-how to navigate the business arena with ease so they can create more success, more fulfillment, and more liberation. If you're enjoying the show and want to support our mission, you can write a review on iTunes or share it with your friends. A huge thank you to all of you who commented, reviewed, and shared our show. We are so appreciative of your support. Okay. Okay, talk to you next week.